for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Noisy week for the Patriots, even though they are out of the postseason. It's the fallout discussion. Ken and Curtis. Now, can we focus on Jacoby Myers for a second before we get back to your uh, God, it's too dude, late? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. You said that he told the Globe he's done. He didn't say that. He did, I just read this article. I had missed this by Jim McBride on January 9th, five days ago. Clean-out day. Nothing in here suggests that he's not coming back. Okay. I, I totally disagree. He, he talks about it's it in bittersweet. Past tense. He just it's bittersweet seeing everybody come in here and grab stuff and head out at the same time. It comes with the business. That's not the he's pullout just, quote. He's just talking about his packing up the locker after because they're not in the playoffs. Okay, does he talk about the teammates he had and, and learning from them and that he appreciates the time he's had here? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll get. If, gosh, you could have told me you were going to do this. I could find the stupid story. Well, that would age your argument, <clears throat> whatever warped argument it is. But the bottom line is, this guy's twenty six. Oh, here's a story. Weei makes. Ken Laird, brand manager? <laughs> what is that? It's everywhere. Oh, okay. Turn on your toaster here. See that story. Uh, four years, this guy had um, 83 catches last year. The catches went down, but three fewer games. Uh, 67 grabs, up to six touchdowns. He is clutch. Clutch as could be. He's always open. This guy's like 7-11, Curtis. He's always open. you got to pay this guy. You have got to pay Jacoby Myers. Worth the price, okay. and they will bring him back. He wants to stay here. Okay, I'm going to tell you this right now. We're not going to do a financial bet because you're 0 for 2 and you owed me too much money. <laughs> so we will do a uh, Uber Eats delivery bet. for oh, the. You want my old office? No, I do not. I have no desire to have an office whatsoever. Um, the We do a bet for breakfast, whatever this is, whatever Jacoby Myers Free signs, hot breakfast? Free hot breakfast. Uh, loser buys, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you right now, on January 14th, 2023, Jacoby Myers will not return to the New England Patriots. <laughs> Wrong. You heard Bill discuss the free agents that they had brought back. All you focused on was the cash spending, but he talked about the internal guys they kept. Jacoby These... Myers to Jim McBride. I learned a lot about myself, just who I want to be, he said, cleaning out his locker. I got to meet a lot of people that I'll probably never forget. He's talking like he's leaving. What? What in that quote says he's leaving? I learned a lot about myself, just who I want to be. I got to meet a lot of people that I'll probably never forget. You don't say that when you're staying somewhere. No, he's talking about all the people around him cleaning up their locker and leaving. There's Not everybody's going to be back again. Okay. Happens every year. Well, we, we read it differently. That's why, you know, there's vanilla and chocolate. <laughs> he's going to be making... Now, <clears throat> good tweet from No Moss Gathers. They give him the, the, the Bourne contract. Sorry, the Aguilar contract. And that's enough to keep him. Slightly more than what Bourne got paid, and he wants to come back. Totally agree. Give him whatever, $10 million a year, $11 million a year. Is this a scenario that seemed appetizing? Like, is this a place that you'd want to stick around in after what happened this past year? Yeah, why not? He's had great personal success. He's an undrafted free agent who has become the top target at free agent in the market. Okay, so you think he'll so get $25 pretty well million, two years, $25 million, and that yep, they'll give it to him. Definitely. They will not give him two years, $25 million. That's a bet. What are we betting? Breakfast. Now, why do you think it's too late? They bring Myers back. They re-sign some of their internal guys. Because the rest guys. of the division, they allowed everybody to get too much better than they are. They allowed the Bills to, to stack their offense with what Josh about the Allen. Super Bowl hangover? They allowed the, the Dolphins to bring in Tyreek Hill. Dolphins are a mess. Right. They'll be better they next collapsed. year. They will? We say that every year. They're like the Jets. Dolphins are sneaky Jets. Nobody gives them the crap that they deserve. Uh, okay, so Belichick's a 480 head coach. 
without Tom Brady. So why do you expect him to be better? He overachieved with terrible play callers this year. Answer my question. Why will he be better next year? Because he's relinquished control to Kraft. Kraft's but I thought he was evolved. a genius. Why would he relinquish control? He made a mistake. He made a grave mistake. That's not like a mistake. Like, ooh, I thought we were meeting at noon. It's 1230. That is a... I. I jeopardized the future of the most important asset in our organization. It was it was a terrible year, and so, it leads me to think they might bring Garoppolo so back. So why does he have the trust of you going forward? I just think the body of work, obviously. What's six the body Super of, Bowls, okay. eight Super Bowls total. He's admitting and giving up control where he needs to. Collaboration with drafting, he's already done that. Now he's letting Kraft have more control and more say in big pushes of the organization. So... You're never going to see that again. That's why Mayo is getting offered the coaching waiting job. This is all good news. And they have a big offseason free agent spending-wise. They're right back in it. But doesn't it make you somewhat nervous seeing how every coach that's ever worked with Bill has done in the absence of a great quarterback? That totally. Bill is just like well, I, them. I lived it in Pittsburgh. So The end of the Chuck Noll era. So it's it, the, the situation here feels to me like... Bill doesn't want to leave here. He's rooted here. He's like Nantucket. He's a you know a legend in New England forever, and he gets to work with his family. So he's subjugating some of his ego when it comes to final decisions or roster or or um, coaching structure, mm-hmm. so that he can continue working in this environment. But to me, this pursuit, as I dubbed it, the joyless slog to Shula, is something that is antithetical to everything this organization professed to be for 20 years. Individual over team is not what they are. But yet. what But what if Mayo is named head coach in waiting, associate head coach, whatever the title he gets? Well, I had dinner last night with Mark Cannon. He named me BM in waiting, so I don't know <laughs> what that will be. That's Probably a great decision. I feel good about that. He should. Uh, I, but that's the thing is that in waiting makes everything else moot. We had we how many shows do we do? Where we got to make Josh head makes coach in waiting. He would finally get the title he's been craving. Why well, it's moot about that? Because let's say Bill's still here next offseason. And the 49ers fire fire Kyle Shanahan, and they want to have a defensive guy come in. Is he really going to be here? He'll go to San Francisco. Fine, but at least you got a good year out of him where he's starting to take over major control of the operation, and the players will buy into that. They love Mayo. So how were the Patriots helped by McDaniels when he left to, to the Raiders? Because you said this year was a total dumpster fire in <laughs> his was. absence. It was. Well, they just have to hire somebody good when Mayo leaves. But that's have my point. Have somebody better there to replace him. Have it a plan. D- it doesn't matter unless he's actually the head coach because if a better opportunity arises, yeah. he's gone. If you think Bill's you know, getting older... And, is, and he's willing to give up power, this is the time he would do it. So Mayo starts to, to- slowly take control of some of the head coaching decisions. Right, and then he'll leave like Josh he did. He might, he might. And then what are you left with? Well, in a couple years, you'd have to go find him again. How but, long is Mayo willing to wait, though? Because if he wants to get the Shul, if Belichick wants to get the Shul's record, he's yeah, going to be like two and a half to three years. Yeah. I don't know if Mayo <clears throat> wants to wait that long with not a bad how gig. eager it One is. One thing you got to admit, they spend a lot on their coaches. <clears throat> how do we know that? Well, we know Bill makes $30 million. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable sneaky report oh by Curran this week. And then the backpedaling. You and Curran going head-to-head. Why do people hate me? I just quoted what he said. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Johnny Gardner. Hello, Johnny. Good morning, boys. Uh, Chris, before I commit a faux pas, can you tell me how to properly address Ken now? I mean, his excellent, your excellency, what do you All think? All rise. Yeah, I would just say, Curtis, give Curtis a raise. That's how you should do it. <laughs> Kenny, as best as I can tell from this end of the, the line, you've worked your ass off. Congratulations. Thank you deserve you. it. I appreciate I hope that. you're making real money. And did you tell Joel, Joel where you were sitting 10 years ago? Uh, who? Joe Braverman. Yeah, in his seat. I was answering your phones here, the Mustard and Johnson show. 
Right. There you go. Hey, I had these two quick asides written down before um, your last discussion. One, Chris, I apologize. I still say his second biggest mistake was not starting Zappi in that damn Chicago game. We could have found, could have kept Mac healthy another game. Could have found out what Zappi was about more. If Zappi keeps playing well, you you roll with him. If he if he hits the the skids and he stinks, then you're back to Mac and and all is good. And Myers, I mean. All he does is catch passes. He's nothing fantastic. The only thing he needs to improve on is protecting himself because he takes a beating. Now, my main point is I think Bill's – we've always known he's smug and cocky and haughty. I think that as far as the coaches go, that may have started before we really realized it. And I think Dante is an example. When they let Logan Mankins go, for example, who did they have? Dante to straighten things out. Now, going forward, Dante leaves, and what's happened to the offensive line? And did Bill, you know, overestimate his and his new coaching staff ability to do what Dante used to do? And over time, I bet some young enterprising journalist should go back and see, have we, has the ratio of seasoned, experienced coaches to new and rising upcomers, has that ratio changed over time? I suspect it has, but I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. So... If that statement that came out from Bill, uh, from the team, if Bill had to be forced into that, I mean, where the hell are we if he hasn't acknowledged his mistakes and the well, need for he did. I think he started, John, and we always appreciate the call. I mean, they miss Dante. There's no doubt about that. He's, he's our guy on this show and on the Greg Hill show. He's playing pickleball, which is very encouraging. I love Dante. He is the best and somehow answers my calls. But, yeah, that's, that's, Bring him back. that's part of the whole conversation. How many times have we discussed the brain drain, right? You look By at- the way, here is a quote from Jacoby Myers in a Chris Mason article five days ago. Would you like to return to New England? Quote, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I've put a lot of time in here. I've built a nice home here. It would be nice, end quote. That guy wants to stay, wants okay. to stay. I, I disagree. Bet is on the line. He's going to command a big market because, as you said, the free agent class isn't that good. Oh, so it's just the, the question. Of, it, the question is, will the Pats match whatever team offers him? And, and they've they, got money. They, they usually got. do. Yep, they usually pay at the top end of the market. <laughs> and did they pay for Judon? Did they pay for Hunter Henry? Yeah, but they paid him for a full year. He only plays half. Let's go to Matt and Framingham. Hi, Matt. Sorry, guys. I are. ran into a terrible dead zone okay. while yeah. I was on the phone with yeah. you. So much better I, now. Yeah, I sincerely apologize okay, for that. Uh, um, so, guys, Chris, I, I got to get your take on something because this, this, this is just the, the thing that really I, I can't get out of my mind from this past week. The press release, when's the last time that that has ever happened down in Foxborough? I mean, it's never happened down there. And the reason it's never happened is because Roberts just basically neutered Bill, and Bill deserved it this week. He absolutely did. He knew that this was not going to work, having Matt Patricia as the so-called, quote-unquote, offensive coordinator. So what doesn't surprise me was there is no way that Bill signed off on this. The reason Bill agreed to this is because Roberts, the boss, and Robert looked at Bill and said, I gave you a chance to prove me wrong, and you failed. Now we're changing things up, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Great call. Thanks, Matt. I mean, he is. He, but good for Bill. But do we know Bill's happy with this? Was he part of that release? Because it just seemed to be just didn't, wasn't signed by anyone. It just sort of was stating what was going on. Well, he didn't resign and go to another franchise. That's pretty good. 
Well, right. I mean, I, I, I'm saying he could very well have signed off on it, but he had to have. Okay. So you just craft just put it out without him knowing. Well, it was so out of left field. Oh, well, it's stunning, no doubt about that. And the issue here is that Robert and Bill should talk about this with the media at some point, so as to assuage the fears of the fan base about what's going on. Because, well, they're not going to do that, right? This but, is as much as we'll get. But but the issue I have, and I always give this qualifier because it's true, there's been no more philanthropic owner of the teams here. You go to any hospital, anywhere, the Kraft family is remarkably kind and giving. They are great owners. I'm happy to have them. However, he's the most powerful man in the NFL that preaches how powerless he is at times within his own organization. <laughs> and that that I this is a great sign in that regard mm-hmm. where you grab a hold of this organization. It is yours, not Bill's. And what's gone on this past season was totally avoidable. When you run a company, just like you're about to find, when you take over the Ferrari known as EEI, there are going to be unforeseen circumstances, whether it's a pandemic or economic things that are outside of our control. But if you start making decisions that single-handedly derail things through no fault of your own, you're going to be out of a job. Well, right. And it's but if like, you've had 20 years of number one ratings... You have a little cachet. Right, but if you're if you're Mad Dog and you're not getting ratings without Mike, then what really were you? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about here is that you can't... You Francesa. Francesa, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike and the Mad Dog. I don't know. It was a pretty, pretty big show, uh, WFAN years ago. But anyway. You know, Sam, Francesa struggled without Mad Dog. Correct. Well, yeah. they both did. Don't, but, did. I don't know where'd Mad Dog go. But Francesa actually was number one forever. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Up until the end, and then Michael K. <laughs> well, Michael K. Mind. came in. By the way, epic rant by Geo. Did you see Geo oh, lay into Michael K.? I love that guy. He is great. All right, so Boomer and Geo, New York. Kenny Curtis here. 617-779-7937. A lot of Curtis fans, by the way, weighing in uh, on the uh, text line, as always. You can text the show, 37937. All the games today are football coverage on WEI, brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. And we've got all six games this weekend. i, I got to tell you, the Wise Ridges, top-notch. Oh, that's your favorite? Spectacular. And, and uh, Wiggy, I'm nervous about transition medical weight loss <laughs> because every break coming in here, there's cheese doodles out from Wise <laughs> at like 6 a.m. Part of uh, Joe Braverman's excellent trending in the uh, 9 o'clock hour uh, alerted me to this Duval story, which I was not looped in on. Missed this last night. Red Sox linked to Adam Duvall. Can we talk a little bit about the week that was the Red Sox and Duvall as a possibility? And can we at some point, I think we should mention today, because if I didn't know about it, odds are some others didn't as well. The new overtime playoff Mm -hmm. NFL rules begin today. Here are all the games here at EEI. And it's good. I'm I'm happy with it, but maybe it's worth mentioning at some point what those new rules are. All right, here's trending. Gresh and Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Fallout continues for the Patriots as they have announced via press release they're searching for a new OC. So new coaches are coming in. One name that isn't leaving is Sean McVay. He announced he'll return for his seventh season as head coach of the L.A. Rams after speculating about possibly moving on. The NFL playoffs start today with two games kicking off Wild Card Weekend. Today, the Seahawks will battle the 49ers, followed by the Chargers and the Jaguars. We'll have Westwood One's coverage of both games beginning at 4 following Christian Arcan. It's the NFL postseason on Westwood One. The Celtics will go for their sixth straight win tonight in the first of two straight games in Charlotte against the Hornets. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. 
And sticking with the NBA, a new attendance record was set at the Alamo Dome last night between the Warriors and the Spurs. Over 68,000 fans were in attendance for San Antonio's celebration for the 50th anniversary of the franchise. San Antonio got whacked, by the way, by Golden State. <laughs> totally blown out in that game. I'll train anybody to care. You've been to San Antonio? Very odd sports town. I have never. I I used to. I used to go. Uh, Jess's grandparents were in Fredericksburg, so we, you could fly to San Antonio or Austin. But everybody said Austin was better, so I never went to San Antonio. The Bruins will try to bounce back from their first regulation home loss of the season tonight as they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Puck drop at the Garden is set for 7 p.m. And the Red Sox announced yesterday that they have avoided arbitration with five more players, that being Alex Verdugo, Nick Pavetta, Ryan Brazier, Christian Arroyo, and Reese McGuire. Verdugo will make $6.3 million, and Pavetta will make $5.4 million to avoid the arbitration. And good news, if you're ready for this, what do they say about weather? It evens the playing field. Mm -hmm. The biblical rains are ongoing in San Francisco. So Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Ooh. The Seahawks should perform well. And you, be you believe this is a path to Brady winning another one. If the Seahawks win today, don't ask me how. The Bucks win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, another Red Sox story. According to Julian McWilliams of the Boston Globe, the Red Sox are reportedly linked to free agent outfielder Adam Duvall. Reports are if Duvall is signed, he will take over the starting center field job, leaving Kike Hernandez to fill in at shortstop for Trevor Story. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Nice job, Joe. A little BTO. R.I.P. Robbie Bachman this week passing away. Kenneth Curtis here. Ooh, give us some Sox news in a second. A little, little hot stove rumor mill swirling. Don't you love that this time of year? Right uh, in the middle of the NFL playoffs? I really do. Uh, Can we get to this Brady post real quick, though? Yeah. This will lead into our next caller, I think, perfectly. So Tom Brady, come on, man, at Real Logan Ryan. He posts a picture of... This is an Instagram post that looks like when Logan Ryan asks you to sign a ball with the fake mad emojis. Last pass as a Patriot. Tom Brady, 12. The signature is there. 1-4-20. Logan Ryan, I-N-T. So Brady took a ball. This maybe not. Is this the ball? Or do you think it's just a ball? I guess it's the ball. That Must he be the caught. ball. Check the PSI. So this is kind of playful on the surface, and you think that's, you know, it's funny. But there's something bad. Well, if you're a Patriot. This was, uh, some people accused it of being a work, you know, intentional, like getting back at the organization. And by this point, he was more than checked out. So the pass to Logan Ryan is a sore subject, wouldn't you say, for some Patriots fans? I'm not even going to entertain this. It is such a silly. And here we are again. We're back here where Brady is now at the podium yesterday. I don't know if you, did you find this sound, Joe? He's asked by the media about these rumors that he's being courted by the Raiders and the Dolphins before the best game of the weekend, a game that you think, if the Niners lose today, the Bucks might have a path back to the Super Bowl. This a total 180 from a couple of weeks ago when you said Brady had fallen off the cliff. But anyway, here's Brady at the podium yesterday. So linking you to the Dolphins or the Raiders, you're trying to lock in and focus on a football game. So what's the question? What do you make of those reports when you're when you're trying to lock in? Uh, I don't know. You guys got to write something new every day, so just wake up and try to show up and do my job. Oh, my God. Great question. Totally legitimate question. What are, what's up with these reports? People are linking you. Are you talking to them? You doing it again, Tom? 
Doing what again? Winning? No, you're stabbing your own team in the back. You're basically... Should, this is suspendable behavior. The fact that he had checked out and was on the dock with Beeflo and others. We made it 90 minutes before you lost your mind. <clears throat> well, he, Brady posts his ball, and it just brings back the bad memories. So you don't look at that as a guy who's being self-deprecating, signing a ball for a teammate at a low point of his career. You make it out to be that he's... He's making rubbing. light of the season, yeah, the season where he checked out. There is nothing Tom Brady could do to embarrass the organization that Bill hasn't already done the last three years in his, since he's left. Like the notion that you in some way are trying to attack Tom Brady over Well, that's anything. a bad memory for a lot of Pats fans. Losing to the Titans. No, you know what's a, a bad memory? Game. Seeing Tom Brady win a Super Bowl in another team. Mm-hmm. Exactly. While this team goes down and the he, toilet. He had the playbook well in hand by that game. Let's go to Danny and Quincy. Good morning, Danny. I, Early today, Danny. I, I cannot fathom how you have a position of power when you have a brain that dumb. <laughs> well, fi- finally, uh, somebody in the media asked him a tough question. Yeah. But how long yeah, is that? Right. I, I did, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and by the way, last Let's week. Let's get to the Battle I, of the Bulge. Said, Let Danny yeah. speak, would you please? Okay. Yeah. Curtis, you're going to. I know. I just. You just. Mm. You're a dink on the radio sometimes, brother. You really are. Sometimes. You really are. So, I misspoke last week. I said the dew point temperature thing backwards, so I had a brief momentary point of dyslexia. Wait, so you called in, you called in with one point to <laughs> right? humiliate so me I, and you I were just, wrong, just and back. I'm a dink? Yeah, well, you are a dink sometimes on the radio. You're a radio dink. Sometimes. Yeah, a nice guy in person, but on the radio, man. <laughs> and, and then you accuse everybody of bringing up Brady. You can't do a show without bringing up. And now you've got his age in your pocket. The four, Oh, he's 45. Well, he's he 45. If, he, if something goes wrong in a game, you're going to bring up his age now. Well, what's the okay? dew point? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who gave him a path to the Super Bowl. Every team in his division. And Cliff Kingsbury uh, calling a play where he doinked the ball off the freaking running back's hands gave him the Super Bowl a few weeks ago, if you want to go that far back. so How's it looking around here, Danny? How, how, how's it looking here in Foxborough, Massachusetts, my friend? Yeah, and I, I, No, I want to get to you because you keep saying that it was Belichick that was responsible for the departure of Tom Brady. Are you going to sit there and tell me that it was Belichick's Belichick was responsible for Tom Brady leaving the team. Of course he was. Well, actually, it's okay. Robert Kraft, to be honest. But it was, yeah, but Kraft no, it and Because you said, you've, you've been, you're on record as saying John Henry was responsible for, um, for Bogarts not being here. You're saying that Briscotti is responsible for uh, Jackson not playing today or tomorrow, whatever their game is. But somehow Kraft is not responsible for letting Brady go. I just said that. Did I not just say no, that? No, no, you say it all the time until I bring it up. Okay. Kraft is 100% responsible for Tom Brady not being on the team. 100%. He had the power to overrule Belichick January 9th, January 9th, at underscore Chris Curtis, one of the best follows. I don't know who he is, smart guy, on Twitter, replying to someone about whose fault it was. I said, Robert chose Bill over Brady. That's been clear so tell me, for a while oh, And now. that's another one that's a misnomer. What See, gives you can, the idea that Belichick oh. would have been gone had Brady been signed? What? What are we even discussing? What does this have to do with where this Wait, organization you is? You just brought it up. What are you you just brought about? it up. How is, in what do you regret, do you regret Bel- Danny, do you regret saying that they could win without Tom? No, no now you're pulling a Felga. See, this is oh, how I God. know you listen to his <laughs> show. Ken, you got yeah. Curtis plagiarizing Michael, Michael Felga every friggin' five minutes on it this show. Way, You've got, it you usually happens the other way, Danny. Who's and, competition. Danny, Danny, you can't answer a question stuff, so you bring Curtis. up a guy who's not part of the conversation. 
Did the Patriots make a mistake? In what scenario? Is Belichick getting fired? If Tom Brady gets signed, is Belichick getting fired? Danny, what a horrendous side of history to be living on. To be on the side. How is he leaving the Patriots? Danny, answer the question. How is he leaving the Patriots? What are you talking about? Who's leaving? In what context is Belichick leaving the Patriots? I don't even know what. How we get down these roads? You said. You said. No sense. You you said Kraft chose Brady over Belichick. Do you disagree so that with means that? If Brady got signed, Belichick is gone. Is that right? No, that there was a fork in the road where there was an impasse, and he said, I trust Bill's ability to coach successfully for more years than Tom can quarterback. That's what I believe the decision was. Do you disagree? Kraft had the right to override override the Belichick's recommendation to, to let Brady go. Do you disagree with what I just described? I'm just asking you. And you're saying... Danny, it's a conversation. You haven't no, answered a single I know. question. If Brady got signed and Kraft overruled him, which he should have, that's his fault. It's his fault. Nobody's Stop disagreeing with that. Belichick for that decision. You were Danny, did Tony Bill want Tom here? Danny, Danny, say, Danny ah, you never, absolute don't. Please put him down, question. Danny, did Bill Belichick want Tom Brady to be the starting quarterback of the Patriots in 2020? No, I wanted him gone. I wanted him gone three years before he left. Okay, so then what are you that, arguing? Because you never, because you never, you never know what 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 side of the bed that little dink diva, Hollywood diva, is going to wake up. So on. how's it looking like the bed down There's in Gillette no, there, Danny? How's it looking? You cannot these days? tell me that what he did in Tampa would translate to what he what would what would have gone on in New England, Danny. No how does it look here? How None. does it look here? No, it, he checked out in nineteen. Yeah, that's true, Danny. How does it look for the Patriots today? Danny. Good, call. Good call, Danny. You won today. Danny just destroyed you today. 617-779-7937. You do blame Belichick, but then you blame Kraft later. Okay. It's a delayed blame. Let me explain this very succinctly. By the way, same record this year, Tampa. Bill Belichick. So you want to do the record? I mean, they're fortunate because they're in the bad division. Worst division in football. Do you want to do the record since departure? Yeah, this year, tied 8-9. and nine. Do you think it was a good idea to let Brady leave? Brady chose to leave. Ken, he should have stayed. He was under contract here. Do you think it was a good idea to let Brady leave? He didn't let him leave. He chose to leave. They thought about? he was coming back. They yeah. offered him money. He turned down the two-year $25 million per year. It, were we going to live in reality or no? That's reality. The reality was he was he under contract for the Patriots. Even Saturday, I had, to tur- I had the palm tree calendar Danny gave us Ken, expired. I need Ken, a new 23. Come out to winter weekend. Next week, we're at winter weekend. Ken, you keep obfuscating. Do you believe... <laughs> That the Patriots made a mistake in allowing Tom Brady to exit his contract. Bill should have been more open and uh, stroked his ego. The business as usual. He didn't communicate well. Bill made a mistake in his bedside manner. But ultimately, Brady chose to leave. I'm going to do this this all day. I don't care. We're not taking a break, Joe. Did the Patriots make a mistake in allowing Tom Brady to exit his contract? At this point, it looks like a bad thing for the organization, but it's not the end game because Bill has three years left. He's got three years to Is win a title. Is this how you're going to run the company? Can you answer a single question? <laughs> what do you mean going to run the company? Do you think it was a mistake to allow Brady out of his contract and not retain him as quarterback of the Patriots in 2020? Well, no, because Kraft obviously felt like he Brady had earned it. That's what he said. He was trying to be a good guy. So do you think Robert Kraft regrets the decision that he made? No, I really don't. But I think he regrets some of the decisions Bill has made since he gave him full power, and that's why he's giving him less power as the years go by. I don't even understand. They're tweaking. What... They're tweaking the bill arrangement. I don't even understand what Danny's overall point is. That well, just that you're too hard on Bill. 
that I'm too hard on Bill. I don't. He, he how wants you, you to blame Kraft more. They could have prevented him. I mean, if that's Danny's point, has they're right. Has Tom Brady ever done anything that comes anywhere near open destruction of the most important asset of the organization? <laughs> Openly preventing Mac. Mac from be, becoming anywhere near what his potential is by removing the coach that had by by replacing an offensive coordinator with a guy that's never called plays on offense by pulling him on Monday Night Football in front of the world after a bad interception, by openly not stating to me or anybody else that he was the starting quarterback when he did that for Matt Castle, Cam Newton, every other quarterback he's ever had. Yeah. Openly doing things that disrupt Mac's ability to do his job. In what way is that defensible? Bill had a bad year. No doubt about that. But, but you huh? keep talking about a bad year, but you talk about single decisions by Brady and they cloud the whole thing. But I'm bringing up well, concrete example after sabotage. example. Sabotage. It wasn't, you know. So if Tom did what Bill did, you wouldn't call it sabotage? Tom did, but Bill did. That's different. That's a football decision. It's not like he's trying deliberately to undermine the organization. He thought Patricia would work. Bill Belichick's not trying to undermine the organization by ruining the most important asset they have? Well, he he doesn't think it's the most important asset. That's his opinion. He doesn't trust Mac. He doesn't believe in Mac. So he's probably going to get a new guy. That's the story. They're bringing Jimmy G in. The root of all of this. Bill O'Brien, Jimmy Garoppolo. Get ready for it. The root of all of this is that Bill thought anybody could do the offense thing. We can put in Patricia. We can replace True. Tom with Cam. True, he's wrong. But he didn't realize that that's the people that propelled him to all the fame he now enjoys. It was a tough spot. McDaniel's left. They missed him. Paul in Worcester. Hi, Paul. Hey, gentlemen. What's up? How are you? Curtis, you survived that attack. <laughs> Barely. I can't tell you how. It's just, like, literally, I always wondered, Paul, what it would have been like to be here when they sold Babe Ruth for no-no Nanette. And I, I sit here today, thankfully, on the right side of history, as that repeated itself with Brady leaving town. But anyway, go ahead. Um, Nick Haley has college coaching experience. How does that, plus his pro experience, make him qualified for offensive coordinator for the Patriots? And who would you like to see come in here as offensive coordinator? I'm going to let you guys kick it around. I want to listen. Okay? Oh, oh okay, Paul. Yeah, Kaylee, I mean... He's never coordinated before, right? He's been a tight ends coach for most of his uh, career, going back to how long? 2015 when he was started here? Oh, by the way, speaking of tight ends coaches, there was a pretty good one here for a bit named Brian Dayball, who's now with the Giants in the playoffs. Listen to this. If you don't think this is a direct shot at Rook, his former rookie boss. Quarterback, rookie coach matchup today. Not today, tomorrow. Brian Dayball didn't want to just hire a bunch of friends for his coaching staff when he got to the Giants. Instead... <laughs> He had a hiring process that assistants called genius and visionary. <laughs> wow, what a concept. Incredible. Yeah, but I thought the Bills would miss him more than they have. Well, that's because they have the greatest quarterback in the league right now. Well, maybe coordinator doesn't matter so much there. Exactly. Yeah. Just like it didn't here. Let's go to Kyle and Lowell. Hi, Kyle. What's going on, Kenny? What's up, Kyle? How are you, bud? Not much. I got a request. Go so, you need to go ahead and just replace... Anytime Gresh is on with you, Danny, and Curtis. That's all I want to hear. I mean, I'm not even part of that equation. It's just Danny and Curtis. No, Ken, no, Ken you, you, you egg him guys. on. You're, you are, you're the do. reason why. You're the reason why. That's the whole thing. Oh, Kenny. The best, this is the best thing of my Saturday morning here, Danny. You, you two go at it. Oh, I appreciate it. And so get rid of Gresh, bring in Danny. We'll do a five-minute uh, Curtis uh Danny showdown. I can I, I tell you this sincerely. I, I, I am a father now. If I had to do that every day, I would be drinking by noon. Gresh Fourier and Danny. I get a word in edgewise there. My God. 
But put the three of them together. Danny is so deranged. He called in last week with the sole purpose of mocking my knowledge of dew points, <laughs> and he was 180 <laughs> degrees away from the truth. Yeah. And then well, you says, were in Florida. It triggered him. He's a palm tree. And guy. then he hates that. I'm in Florida because another host in Boston vacations there. It's because I'm mimicking him. Mm-hmm. Or if I ask you whether you were Brady or Bill, like that's an original question. Danny, I hate to break it to you. It's kind of the question of our time. <laughs> now, we teased the Red Sox minute. Can we do a Red Sox minute? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So Braverman, I didn't even see the story. He's The Red Sox have been linked now. Obviously not a good week from the Trevor Story point of view. My God, that was a blow. That was a body blow. Well, that was the, a glass Joe body blow from the old punch out. It was the it was the dual blows of Correa signing for what appeared to be a relatively team friendly deal with the Twins, and yeah. then you're oh, but he's got a knee issue. Some something's going on there. Oh, really? We don't sign shortstops with issues, right? I, I mean, I don't want to sign him for eight years and two hundred million. Why? What's the difference between one twenty and two hundred million? It's not your money. If he's only last two years. Wait, how can you praise the Red Sox for <laughs> for signing Story and say you wouldn't have done the deal with Correa? Well, it's different from a knee issue and an elbow issue are a little different. I, I mean, the elbow, if it's Danny, fixed. can you call back? Tell me the difference. <laughs> Either way, story being out sucks, and it sounds like it's the year. I mean, maybe not definitely, but still. All right, so what do they do? So apparently Adam Duvall is potentially the next plan. Would be a free agent signing, I guess a one-year deal. But he is, he's he hits home runs, but he hits, the average is very low. And he's not a center fielder. He's played left field, I think, most of his career. It would be a one-year stopgap. I guess, or two, you have to overpay for him, $15 million a year, whatever. Comes in, you're outfield, and then you move Kike to short, who's not really a shortstop. I just think that's a little bit odd. Now, they, they don't have any options, I guess. What do you think about that? Would you sign Duvall? I wouldn't. I, I know he's 20, but I would just bring up Mayer right now. What the hell? Oh, what's God. the downside? He played in high A this year. He's not even close to ready. He not even played double A. I mean... That way, what's the downside? What's the downside? Let's, let's put a 16-year-old at short. I mean, God. Well, I mean, how old was <laughs> Devers like, when he's, he debuted? He's like three years away. How old was Devers? Uh, was he 19? So he's younger than But just more, more advanced. I mean, just more. Well, he wasn't he from the Dominican. He wasn't even in minor, minor league systems. He was in the Red Sox minor league system. He came up through. Well, at 19? So how many years of minor league experience did he have? I don't know, but I mean, I remember covering him in 2014. He was in like double A or something like that. I mean, he came up through the system and came up slowly. I mean, Marcelo Mayer is not ready. Not even close. He won't be up there this year. The only, Sedan Rafaela, maybe, but that's like the end of the year. So why was, I don't even understand this then. So if we're three years away from Mayer, what the hell? Why wouldn't you keep (laughs) Bogarts? Well, they thought Story would be healthy, obviously. And they could get through, and he would be the two or three year shortstop but until isn't Mayer it their is ready. Job to know. Well, this you know, I guess they if you take him at their word, they didn't know this elbow injury was. They thought an off season of rest would heal it, and it's but, another. But they've flaw. been wrong about every one of these guys, whether it's Chris Sale or Trevor Story. It's like <clears throat> I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of this isn't even about spending. It's well, about you, well, then don't sign Correa because then you get another guy that you don't know about. But. The, <sighs> I have to say, I felt so much better last week when we did the show when they yeah. when they doled out the money to Devers and it was like whether it was an offshoot of the Monday the Winter Classic or the booing or whatever, I didn't care because if you asked me before the off season, you could only you could only keep one. I would have chosen Devers over Bogarts every time, but now you have this and it's like, what's what is it the the Patriots and the Red Sox? There was actually a pretty good column by Shaughnessy on this. The most you know the two teams that have brought us the most championships. <clears throat> The most important parts of your football team 
are the left tackle, well, the quarterback, the left tackle, pass rush, defensive end slash corner yep. linebacker and top corner. The Patriots are kind of whiffing on all those. The Red Sox in baseball, it's up the middle. Up the middle, yeah. And right now, up the middle is a absolute dumpster fire. It really is. I mean, Lou Merloni, our Sox insider, along with Brad Foe, of course, mentioned uh, maybe they trade for Haysong Kim, the San Diego shortstop, who's a very good defensive shortstop. And that would be the preferred, to me, at least get a good defensive shortstop in. You bring Duvall in out of position at center. Kike's out of position at short. Just odd. Just going to be an odd year. Yeah, and there's I, talk in that deal that uh, Tanner Houck would be included in the package. Yeah, well, fine. Houck's not vaccinated, so he can't play in Toronto. Isn't that, isn't that still the case? I, I, don't, I can never trust a Tanner long term. <laughs> Just, I don't know, nothing personal. Uh, Chuck Tanner. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There was a day when I knew all of these players. I knew everybody's farm <laughs> system. I don't know that anymore. Like, and... Duvall is well known. I mean, he's... He was part of a World Series team. He can hit home runs, but he hits like 215. He's coming off injury. He's just out of position. It wouldn't be the worst signing ever. At least it would be something, I guess. Is there a chance that Heim Bloom has no clue what he's doing? <laughs> I mean, sure, there's a possibility. How, by the way, we have to play at some point his uh, plea to the fans. Uh, can we do that it, next? Yeah, well, we'll do that next. One more thing I actually want to say, um, really to our fans. Loving your favorite team has great moments. It's not always easy. And I know we've had some, up, some ups and downs, you know, certainly in the last few years. And I know y'all are smart and you knew there would be ups and downs uh, with where we stood and some of the things that we were going to have to go through. And you've been with us the whole way. When we've celebrated, you've celebrated with us. Um, when we've hurt, you've hurt. And we know that. And, and we feel it. So I'm hoping today, uh, when you think about what we always talk about and where we're going and this vision of a, of a Red Sox organization, that every year is consistently contending for championships. I'm hoping that vision's a little clearer for you today, knowing that this guy's going to be right at the middle of it, you know, what we're, what we're going to do around him. And I don't want to get into names because I don't want to forget anybody, but you know who we have, the players that have joined us through free agency, players we've acquired, whether through trade, Rule 5, and, and players we've grown, uh, that this staff here has grown. And you know who we have, and you know there's more coming. And... Uh, you know, you know it's not always linear. It's not always easy. We've taken a couple haymakers. You know what? We're probably going to take a couple more. This is baseball. It's not supposed to be easy. But I want to be clear. We're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. We are going to get there. And just want to thank all of you for your support. And uh, hope it's a little clearer today. Thank you for letting me be myself. There's Mr. Bloom. Hi, Bloom. Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer. This is the Ken and Curtis Show. Scale of 1 to 10, how'd you, uh, what did you give Haim on his uh, talk from the heart? His moment from the heart. Um, good effort, I guess. <laughs> I Four? It's really, there are so many things that we try and understand, like whether it's politics and election you know, cycles about what the voter needs. You know, is it the jobs? Is it the economy? Is it this or that? The only thing people care about is winning. That's it. You know, they, they, they like players, they like to do things, but as the 2021 Red Sox can tell you, if you come out of nowhere, have a great end of the year, you make a couple good acquisitions that were panned at the time, and you go on a run, Fenway is electric, it's a great spot to be, and the people there just want to see the Red Sox win. Mm-hmm. All of this dressing up of the pig falls on deaf ears to many people in our listening audience. and. Whether or not, but the counter argument to that is, we do mock those who don't speak at all in the off season, don't have press conferences, talk to your fans. We want to hear from you, and then this guy's trying, 
Right. But here's the issue is if you're selling someone on something, then you're already losing in this market because well done is better than well said. And people here know what a title team looks like. We've been blessed with championships in all sports over the last 20 years. And we know when it's a cash grab for trying to hold on to attention that may yet be earned. And so while I I don't discount the desire to be proven right and that I think that Heim Bloom believes he's doing what's best for this organization, I just say waste don't waste your time with that stuff. I don't say don't talk to the fans. Explain what you were thinking. Share why you made a decision and people can agree or disagree. It's attempting to shape the discourse without doing anything on the field first, and that doesn't work here. Well, he did try to point out what they've done on the field. I mean, in their... Well, you know the guys. You know the guys we've signed. And I guess it does kind of get lost. I mean, they have signed several players this offseason. You can argue the merits, you know, uh, Yoshida and a closer and Kenley Jansen, and they brought in Kluber, and their bullpen is much better. So they can talk. You know, he could rattle off these names. But Devers is the one, the only real thing that has made an impact with the fans, and that was offset this week by the news that story is going to be out for most of the year. But you all. know who we have. You know who we have. But you know what made the Red Sox great in the early 2000s? That you had accountability. You had people fighting each other. You had multiple points of view within a room. You had Larry. You had Theo. John and Tom were both very active. You mm-hmm. had Francona. You had people in the team within the locker room, whether it was Ortiz or Manny or other guys. You need to have... what. What's happened here with the Red Sox is the owner has become otherwise occupied... You sort of, although you believe he went to the, to the Dominican. You believe the full blow by blow of the Devers contracts, and I got to be honest, I don't give a damn. Uh, the only, you know, what I'm interested in the the oral histories of deals that fall through. Yeah, I don't, but I think this is interesting. You had you had a report from June Lee that they were galaxies apart, which seems totally fake, based on the way they laid out the timeline that they were offering $300 million right about the time that report came out. So don't you find that fascinating, some of the... No, I, I honestly, I, if you do the deal, great. I don't care how it got done. If you don't, what happened? That's how I view it. I really do. I, I mean, I, nobody's doubting that John Henry wants the Red Sox to be successful. Well, I, I mean, I was thinking they were going to sell the team. Well, so that... either way, if you're going to sell the team, it's got a better value if the team's better. <laughs> but Werner says they're not, so I'm going to take him at his word. And that, to me, is, was comforting to hear this week. But, and but it was guess... good to see him up there. Great. But no matter who's there, whether it's an empty dais or there's everybody that's ever worked for the team, <laughs> if you win, people are happy. Yes. Why do we need? Why do we need to shape what's happening as something that can be more enjoyable for the public when the public knows the box score, they know who won or lost, and they know where you are in the American League East. Well, yeah, well, because they're scrambling. They're they're fighting a PR battle of the offseason to sell tickets. Right. Bogarts left, and they're. They, their one piece is Devers. This was their chance to shape the narrative. It came at a horrible week to announce that Story's undergoing some form of Tommy John surgery or support. Right. As I said with the Patriots, there are certain things when you run a team that are outside of your control, whether it's injuries or economic factors or whatever else. But who you who you pay and who you don't is your decision. And what the Red Sox are doing is something that really hasn't been successful in this market. Yeah. where you're selling people on something without just selling the team in terms of selling what you've made and what you built. And part of that is the minor league system. He referenced that. You know who we have coming. They're trying to sell you on Marcelo Mayer three years away. Right, but you that, can't create trust <coughs> through guarantees. Trust is a slow process. And Bloom's in a tough spot. Unless Werner's right that they're better than they were last year, and last year <clears throat> you know, at the, at the deadline they were hanging in there, right? They, they were a, a playoff team to a point. 
then Bloom's going to have a tough year where, again, to your point, they're not going to win games. They're going to be a fourth-place team in the division, and fans are going to turn on him. And I don't, I don't know if he survives the year just based on that. And if you wanted fan attention, you could have paid Aaron Judge. You could have paid Bogarts. I mean, it's not like there haven't been options for you to pay, yeah. which would have garnered the attention you're now coveting. So, listen, as I said, Greg and I, during the deadline of 2021, 20, uh, mocked, uh, what's his face, Schwarber, over and over again when he was sitting out, didn't play. And boy, did we look dumb, and we told Heim on the front office report, and credit to the Red Sox, yep. they come on every Thursday, someone from the organization, and we said we were wrong. What better thing to do? You have a, a point, I have an opinion, it's proven wrong, you say you're wrong. I, I just, this business model that's being applied by the organization, I have never seen it succeed here. Mm-hmm. In terms well. of trying to tell fans that they'll like something instead of just having them see it for themselves. Adam, there aren't many, uh, not many on-field decisions left to be made other than a trade, I guess. You know, <laughs> and if this team this is point. improving, if they play crisper baseball, if Justin Turner can hit, if Yoshi's you know entertaining in the outfield, Verdugo improves, Chris Sale's healthy, you know, it, then people will watch. That's what they need. They need sort of a lightning in a bottle. The pieces they've added connect, especially early in the year. Huge start for them. They get out to a competitive start. Bloom gets a stay of execution. And then maybe at the deadline, they can add a piece or two. Well, and know? if you like the Red Sox, you better hope Heim isn't fired because then all of this, it's like... The whole plan was removed. Exactly. Yeah. I'll bring Dombrowski back. 617-779-7937. If you'd care to weigh in on the Red Sox week that was, feel free to do so. But, of course, it is Super Wild Card Weekend. We've been talking, of course, about the Patriots and their fallout. Do you feel better after the week? Bill acquiescing power yet again. And then um, what a week we got to get back to yeah, what a week it was for it the was. Patriots. Wow! And what's at stake for the wild card games? Is there any game here at play that impacts the local team? Oh, they all do. I think. I think. Oh, really? this, I mean, there's games this weekend where Bill Belichick absolutely has a rooting interest. Oh, good. I want to hear that next.